está en Casa Olé. Casa Olé, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Olé, fresh today, Olé, every day. Casa Olé, Olé. It's limited time. It's episode, it's our second attempt at episode 46 because this, everything about this process is absolutely ridiculous, but it's what you people want. And since, you know, the customer is always right, I guess we'll go into that uh, here in a few minutes. We are coming to you live from the Billy Spires Memorial Studios here in the great state of Texas. And I'm James and he's Pat. Pat, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm glad to be back. It's it's nice to do a, another show that wasn't a full waste of a uh, hour of our time. That maybe that maybe makes it to air. I don't know. To to be determined. This is a uh, it's a wild card. It is. It's the it's it's like a random present or like a random bonus from your boss that like you're not expecting anything and then like boom here's a new episode to listen to and you don't know the hell that we've gone through. To try to get that episode to yeah. you. Yeah, we did no. a full show last week. A full, I, I mean, it wasn't my favorite show in the world, but we did exert the energy to actually produce one. So for the fact that it didn't work, it's, it, it kind of weighs on you a little bit. So anybody who comes at us in our mentions, just know that you can die in a nice little bath of lava. <laughs> because what here's what here's what happens, and I, we might have covered this, but it's worth mentioning again. In an effort to make the audio better on Pat's end, I sound like I, I sound like Bill Withers with like a sinus infection. Like my voice is just golden. Uh, I've got that velvet tone, and that worked for me because Pat sounded so ridiculous, like he was calling from prison. I think someone mentioned. Well, yeah, I mean, I was in prison, but they do have normal phones there. <laughs> so. Uh, Anyway, so so Pat records his audio on his end. I record my audio, my audio on mine, and then Pat has to Dropbox me his audio, which I then have to download, and then kind of splice it together. There's a little bit of a delay that happens here and there, and then I can upload it to SoundCloud. Like it's a, I mean, all in all, it's like you know the show takes an hour or so, but there's like five or six hours, four or five hours of uploading and downloading that goes into. Uh, it goes into a show, so and we hate we, and we hate every second that's not the hour of recording. It used to just be sign off. The episode was up in literally thirty minutes, <laughs> if, if even that. If there was, and that's if there had to be some sort of editing, or if I said something uh, insensitive, which <laughs> I probably did. It, so, for me not to be a robot, this is what you get, and. Sorry, I like hearing my normal voice, so unfortunately, I'm kind of reserved to the fact that we're going to have to uh, chalk it up to the game and do this, and I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. We want to be, uh, we want you to have the best quality episodes that you can, so, you know, you, and, speaking and also of, fucking deal speak, with it. Yeah, things happen. Like, we're busy. Get over it. Like if I was so, receiving just you know a, a few grand a week for this, then I would be staying up all night to get you episodes daily, even. But no, I, yeah, I can't. no, a couple, yeah, a couple grand a week, and and we'll we'll, we'll go straight up Bomani Jones and and have like six hours a day of just Astro plus talk. like a nonstop blog running. I'll actually work for money. 
that's kind of how it works. If you get paid a lot, you actually do work. And when you're not getting paid, you don't quite work as uh, as hard. And it's just kind of the uh, the American way. But I love all of you guys, right. and we love this show. So deal with it. We're trying and, to make and, a better product. And speaking of uh, the best quality available, uh, do you want to mention something about the best quality of hot sauce with Bravado Spice? Yeah, we. Uh, I announced this awesome. I did probably my best promo ever last week, obviously, because <laughs> yep. it got deleted and never. <laughs> it was never released. Bravado Spice has released, and I. I want everybody to just take a minute and take a breath. They have released the Crimson Special Reserve, and it's pretty special. I have to say, I'm a big fan of it. It's a reserve of a sauce that is, in fact, special. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I talked to James a little bit more, and not to confuse you again with this James. Yeah. There's a lot of James, a lot of James out there. It's a biblical name. It's a very it popular is. name. We love it. But James from Bravado Spice uh, would like to give some of the new special reserve out to our listeners. So once this actually hits the airwaves, if it does, we don't know. This could just die and just be somewhere and found in a, in a capsule in 2036. And they'll be like, what the fuck are the Astros? <laughs> they but they will already they know be because baseball. the Astros will live forever. But no, um, they want to give some free... Crimson Special Reserve to the listeners. So we're going to do a retweet contest. So when this is released, we're going to get with Bravado and whoever gets the most retweets from Bravado is going to receive some special gifts. So just stay tuned to hear more about that and listen to our show or don't. If it comes out, who, who even knows now? Yeah. All I know is that we're both very talented and you like our show and we like doing it for you. So let's just uh, continue to make these until we cannot further do that well, yeah i don't know sounds good uh let's talk let's talk about the astros uh they're a pretty good team i've heard they're pretty good i heard they win a lot of series they do they they win a lot of series they win a lot of games they won a lot of games against the rangers this week uh were you surprised that the astros took three or four from the no, rangers no I, I told you before the series started that they are not a good baseball team they are not yeah they 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 snuck one in but this is pro baseball. You're gonna, you're gonna lose. You can't win every game. Even the 2013, so yeah, they got, they got, even the 2013 Astros like screwed up and won 51 games. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, taking three out of four the way we did, I, I think that that was a message sent. Um, that we are a force to be reckoned with, and I, and I think that the, not only the ALS, but I think the whole league has been put on notice that this team can win close no scoring games or they can pop off and put 10 runs on you at any point. So I, I think they're, they're extremely dangerous. And I think everybody knows that now. Yeah. And I mean, someone, uh, a buddy of mine and I were talking that it was, you know, that the Astros haven't really played, you know, the, who would you consider the, that the Astros have played that are, that are good. They had that three game series against Cleveland, like the first or second week of the season, and they dropped two out of three, and it was they were close, but but still, I mean, they they've been playing the Rangers, and the Rangers, by all accounts, don't look very good. Even though, I I, I don't know. It's like when Oklahoma plays Oklahoma State, or and I went to OU, so I I like OU, so suck it, whatever. Um, 
But like Oklahoma State could be trash, but but they can get up for a game against OU and and win one every now and then. Like even though the Rangers are at this point don't look like they're worth anything, I'm still worried about losing to them. I don't, I don't, and I think that's reasonable. I mean, I understand on paper and and you know just given the roster construct and the the issues that the Rangers have that the Astros don't have, I was still worried that there's some there is actually witchcraft at work. Well, there there a hundred percent is witchcraft at work. So you always have to work. You always have to worry about the devil and what the the dark forces are doing against you. Yeah. But um, I I, I don't think that their talent matches the darkness. I'm almost I'm almost more worried about the the pesky angels. Um, and I mean we the, Trout was out for the for the last two games and they don't. Like they don't strike you as this crazy talented team, but they're they're just one of those teams that I feel like will be hovering around a few games over 500 and competing for that that second wild card spot. Yeah, and they've had. I mean, the Astros dodged a few bullets uh, this week. You know, with Trout being out the last two games of the Angel series, uh, Cole Hamels is now out for a couple months after he tweaked something in like warmups against that game that some rando reliever came in and shut the Astros down for like four innings. And I think that was the Marwin Gonzalez grand slam game. Um, but you know, they didn't, the Astros didn't face Darvish. They didn't face Hamels. Beltre's out. The Mariners are all of a sudden hurt. Uh, the angels have lost most of their pitching, like starting pitching that they were kind of counting on. And, and the, the, the angels can hit. I mean, if you have trout and Pujols and Andrelton Simmons, and then there's like random, do like Cole Calhoun, who's not good, but well, and Luis Valbuena, we know that can go on a streak and just murder you in a series. <laughs> yeah. I, I, unfortunately, but he's and he kind of did. He just kind of he just kind of got hits every second he was up at the plate. <laughs> so I mean, it, 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 do you feel like the Astros is is the twenty one and eleven record as we record this on the off night? Is it is it fluky? Is it is it accurate? I mean, a, a, a win is a win, and you can't rework it to where they don't, where they're like all of a sudden sixteen and sixteen. But is there is there something that makes you think, okay, there's still there are still this isn't in the bag? Well, okay, there's there's two kind of different answers to this. Um, I, I believe that the the record is accurate because I think the AL West is the worst division in baseball. Could be. So, so we've been playing the AOS predominantly, so I think the record is indicative of who we've been playing. That being said, I also believe that we are a very, very good baseball team that can beat anybody at any time. So um, I'm excited to see it, it kind of play out against teams not in the AOS for once, like the uh, Bartolo Colon and the Scary Braves coming in tomorrow. For this uh, very epic two-game series, no, I, I, I think I, I think we're right where we should be, and I'm almost going to be upset if we don't just run away with this division, or or at least make it very difficult early on, just yeah. to take advantage while we can when people are hurt, and just kind of run away with it a little bit. I don't know. Do the of the 21 games that they've won, there have been like what 13 comeback wins, 13 or 14. Does that concern you? I I, I love how this has flipped over the years. Like we had, <laughs> we use that as a crutch against the the last year's Rangers, 
Like, oh, they had to come back and do this. Well, that's also called resiliency. Or resilience. Yeah. Resiliency, I don't know if that's even a word. Um, res- resilience is definitely a word. And um, no, because we popped off like seven run innings. And I mean, what? what the, we were being no hit, down five nothing, and then scored ten runs. Scored like, 10 the, runs. That, that's not. That's a little bit different. Especially if you look at the numbers of how many runs scored we have from the seventh inning on. is It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I think that it's, it's not the best scenario to be put, you know, in that situation to where you have to do that. And I think starting pitching, we can talk about this later in the episode, needs to be we're winning games. And any team that can win games under any circumstance is a winner. So I don't think there's anything to be debated there. Yeah, no, I agree, and, and I, I, I guess it was probably on Twitter where someone was complaining about, okay, well, they're not going to be able to come back all the time, and I didn't engage because, I don't know, it's pointless, but I, was, I feel like the game's nine innings long. I mean, if, if you've, you've got to play, you've got to get 27 outs, and if you, it doesn't matter when you get, would you, is, is going up 4 nothing in the second any different than scoring four runs in the eighth? Is no, 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 and and that's a very common misconception that as the game progresses, it's allegedly more crucial. I, I hardly disagree. Every inning is equal, yeah. And if you score yeah. two in the first, or if you score two in the eighth, yeah, that is a uh, that's nice, nice because the game's going to end soon. But it's no different. They're all equal. Um, yeah, there's uh, maybe maybe there's more pressure. Uh, so there's there's little factors that make it more difficult to perform later in the game. You got specialized pitchers and closers and setup men and all that, but it's the same fucking thing. So I, I don't I've never ascribed to that where uh, oh they they couldn't score until the seventh. Oh well, that's one of the innings. <laughs> right, that's before the game ended. Yeah, no, I, I, it just feels very nitpicky and. Of course, you'd rather just you know, and I think I think what people are complaining about is that they have that there's a reason you know because for, for years it was if the Astros get down if they're down three nothing in the sixth go ahead and turn it off and you can go do something else but now the Astros are forcing people to watch the entire game and people's wives and girlfriends or husbands or whatever are getting upset because they actually they have to watch the entire game because they don't want to miss like the seven run inning late. They don't want to miss Marwin Gonzalez's Grand Slam. And I think it's getting them testy. Well, they, they, need, to go, they need to go away, number one. <laughs> because that's, that's ridiculous. If you're watching a game and you're annoyed that you have to finish watching a game because a team can come back. Like, what, like what the fuck are you doing with your life? Well, I think, I think it made people feel better that they could be like, oh, this, they could get on Twitter and be like, oh, this is bullcrap. Uh, starting pitching sucks again, and then they can they can log off and go do something else. And and chances are, you know, the 2013 Astros aren't coming back from being five runs down. So I, well, I think it, I it, it gave them. people street cred. I don't want them. Tweet about the Astros. Establish yourself as like you're a guy that quote unquote cares, and then and then go about and then watch the Secret Life of an American Teenager. You don't even have to. Yeah, you can just go do that anyway. You don't even have to talk about it. In fact, if you're going to do that, I would I would just say don't talk about it. Just be like this game's over and whisper it to yourself, and then you know watch 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, okay, so so the Astros have, and, and sort of tying back to one of the things you said a little bit earlier, we're kind of looking forward to seeing what the Astros do against what is seen as sort of the class of the rest of the American League. And they get a chance. Later this week, they go to, they play four games at Yankee Stadium. Uh, the Yankees won an 18-inning game last night against the Cubs that I didn't watch a second of. Um, and I'm sure there's no way I'm staying up till one o'clock to watch not the Astros unless I don't know it's the World Series on a on a Sunday. I'll, I maybe on a Friday I'd do it. But uh, th- is this the test? Is this a is this a good measuring stick series? Is it a test? Uh, no, um, I I don't think measuring stick series happening happened in May. But um, it's it's nice to go play a uh, a formidable opponent. In a uh, historic venue that's new, that's not historic at all, <laughs> against a historic team, and you're playing against the, the cheapest, most unrealistic player of all time, Aaron Judge. And yeah, that, no, it's fun. This is yeah, these are the kind. These are, this is a fun series. But in terms of meaning, it, it, it in the greater scheme of things, it means nothing. Um, but of course, we want our team to go up there and uh, take care of business. Uh, and, and honestly, I do, I do think the Yankees are one of the one of the stronger teams in the AL, or at least they have the potential to be. I don't know, I don't know where they'll end up. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's it, it, but I don't care how good or bad the, the New York Yankees are. When you're at Yankee Stadium, it's it means something. Yeah, no, it's no, a no matter list. what. No matter how new the stadium is, it's still. I've I've not been to the new Yankee Stadium, but I I did get to go to the old one before, uh, before they moved across the street or whatever. Um, like, did the ghosts come over? I, I probably. Like, did they have some sort of? Did they have the Ghostbusters come over, and be like, "Hey, can you trap these guys and like move them over to the new stadium?" <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm probably because I mean, like, if it's not haunted, then then what kind of secret powers are they going to have? It's true. Oh, they do have like a yeah. Aaron Judge is like eight feet, four hundred and ten pounds of pure muscle. Yeah, but the Russians did that against Rocky. So I mean, it, it's been oh, proven that it can be done. It's true. That's very true. I feel better about this series already. Do Yankees fans who throw the twenty-seven World Series rings around does that irritate you? No, they won 27 World Series. I'd be wearing, I'd be, I'd have a tattoo on my back that's just a big 27. And, I, <laughs> and then I'd have Altuve above it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I, you know, I mean. Can, no, you, they won 20, 27, James. We played, we, we played in one World Series and it was amazing. They've won 27. In all eras, like you have, I mean, come on, dude. Uh, but since like nineteen, I mean, it's impressive. It, it's obviously maybe the greatest franchise in. It's certainly the greatest franchise in baseball as far as decorations and honors. Definitely and better open. than St. Louis. I can tell you that. Better yeah. than St. Louis. Uh, better than Atlanta. Better than Boston as far as success goes and on-field success. But, I mean, you get some, like, 18-year-old kid that's, like, 27 world championships, eat it. And, like, like you're 18, dude. Like, you don't – you were – if you're 18 years old, you don't remember the 90 – you weren't born for the 98 World Series. Like, you weren't, you weren't alive. And maybe yeah, – yeah. No, no, I, I understand that. 
yeah, if you get the new, the new generation talking shit, um, but that's also their history, so they have that right. Just, yeah, like, some, just like Rockets fans that weren't born can talk about the 93 or 94, 95 championships, whatever, however you want to label them. Yeah. Uh, championship rings are rings, and they're always a talking point. So, yeah, if somebody pops off a little bit, it's annoying. I'm not saying I like Yankee fan. I, I don't. But they, you can't say that they don't have something to talk about. Well, that's true. 27 World Series <laughs> rings is a lot. That's a lot of World Series. That's more than most people have fingers or toes. I had a guy, uh, a friend of mine, but I just retweeted the the stat that that Correa had more game winning extra innings <laughs> hits than uh, Derek Jeter. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" I respect the kid; he's a great looking shortstop. But please don't compare him to Jeter. And I was like, "That's not a comparison to Jeter. That's a just a fact." Yeah, you know. So like the Yankee fans are very they're very defensive of their. Of their people, and I love Derek Jeter. I don't care what anybody says. I, th- I think Derek Jeter is a hero. I'm okay with Jeter. With the uh, ladies as a as a city champion, he stayed with the same team. He just he's a winner, and you gotta a, respect guys like that. He's a Hall of Famer just based on romantic interludes. Yeah, he sent gift baskets home with autographed baseballs, and like he's a, he's a just a champion. And he uh, didn't he date what's her name from. Friday Night Lights? Lila. Lila Garrity. God damn it. <laughs> whose name, whose actual name, I can't remember right now. Um, I do know it, but I'm just going to pretend like I'm not as pervy as I am. Minka Kelly. Yep, it's I'll, Minka Kelly. I'll do it. Um, I mean, that's... and to What's impressive to me is that like he didn't spend time... In, in like the tabloids, like in that the New York and either the New York press, either he was just a, a sexual ninja, or the press was like, "That's <clears throat> ah, Jeets," and they just sort of looked the other way. Like, what? Which is it? Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of both. I think it's it's part him being knowing exactly what he's doing, and then I think it's part just straight respect. Like <laughs> he has that much juice that the tabloids are like. Hey, let's let Jita be Jita, and let's just move, <laughs> move along our business. You know, Donald Trump hey. Jr. is over here killing a lion. <laughs> That's right. Hey, look, there's a Rod. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hop on a Rod, and then like, like, like Jeter is untouchable, and a Rod's just like the guy that that can get take a few shots. Yeah, you just pile on him, and there's nothing he can do. Because he, A Rod wants to be a Jeter didn't care. A Rod just wanted to be adored by the media, so he just took whatever shot they could they could give him. Poor, poor, poor guys with championships. That's right. <laughs> with hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank, currently drawing interest. Poor guys, such a tough life. Um. So let, let, let now that we've spent more time talking about like Jeter, uh, and a Yankees fan than um. Than the Astros. Let's let's. Gita. Yeah, Jeets. Um, do okay. <laughs> there's there is right now nothing that can be done about the starting pitching. Does that piss you off, or is it is, it is what it is? Like Mike Fires is trash right now. Mike Fires is Mike Fires. Guys, 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 guys. And that's just not to you. That's to everybody. Mike Fires is—he's always done this. He's a flyball pitcher. He's given up solo home runs. He's—he's he's pitched well. 
when he's not giving up <laughs> home runs. <laughs> um, this is what he does. I, I said this on the radio last week, too. He's due to pitch for like three weeks straight of just unhittable baseball. You guys know that, right? This is my. This is what Mike Fires does. It, it's nothing new. I don't under. I mean, it sucks, and every other pitch is a home run. And you're like, ugh. But don't act like you didn't know that this is what he does. Not well, to the tune. I mean, forty-one percent of the fly balls that he's giving up are leaving the yard. That's. That's not that's, the best. No, that's not the best. I'm not defending him. It's not good. I'm that's just like saying double, this is like what he does. That's like double the the worst season, at, like uh, of all time. Like, I think a, like the it's worst. Also be, it's also been a month and a week, so I think that that averages are a little skewed, and it's been bad. And I, this is not a defense of Mike Fires. It's bad, but he's always done this where he's been terrible. Where, in fact, this is he's spreading them out. Old Mike <laughs> Fires. Gives up seven in an inning and a third, and then he's done. So he's at least giving us quite. He got a win. That's uh, a terrible statistic. I don't care. How many times did Mike Fires just pitch himself out of a game in an inning? Many, many times. He's not doing that this year. I don't care how many home runs he's given up. He's pitching. He's giving you quality innings. When he no, gave he's up giving the you innings. Run. They're not quality innings. They're innings, but... Well, he mixes them in. Okay, so the week before, did he not... He gave up some home runs that we weren't too thrilled about. But he he didn't give up any other runs and was, was perfect in the other innings that he pitched and ended up being okay. So, okay... Are, are you willing I'm just, to just... I'm just playing devil's advocate and throwing points out there. That It's just like, oh, it's not just Mike Fires is getting lit up. I've seen Mike Fires get lit up, and he's he's staying in the game long enough to keep us in it to win it. So do you make a change, or do you just write it out and be like, look, this has to correct itself? Um, okay, that's... A change needs to be made. I don't know if it's imperative, um, but I do think... I, I, I think Colin McHugh, when he gets back... Change coming back. Change, you don't think he's coming back? I, it's going to be August. There's no. I mean, he he's just now playing catch. Like he's not. Yeah. He's, he's not throwing BP. He is. He is like straight up, like trying to not tear his shoulder. Learn apart. how to play baseball again. <laughs> right. He's learning. Daddy, how to come play catch with me. I don't remember. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I don't know. Um, yeah, a change needs to be made. Um, but I think that with fires aside, I, th- I think that we all could agree that that another pitcher was necessary to push this team to that that next level. And I and I don't see anybody below him. I mean, Morton and, and Musgrove both haven't been the best. Morton has been better than Musgrove. He Morton had a. Morton looked good last time out. Um, Musgrove hasn't been the greatest. I, 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 I think that we are focusing on on the fires home runs. Well, and, yeah. and not on and not on the big picture. And yeah, that sucks. And he also pitches in the literally the worst park in the world <laughs> to uh, to have that kind of a uh, that kind of, I don't even know what the word is. Whatever. I don't care at this point. 
and, and I'm not de- I'm not defending him again. I, I think it's trash, and I don't want to see Mike Fires give up any more home runs. But I've seen much worse from him. <sighs> yeah, that makes sense. I'm gonna. I mean, what, I mean, what else? Are, what, but what else are you gonna? Okay, so let me let me let me say this. What I mean, what do you do? What do you what do you do at this point? Do you move, do you switch the rotation around? Do you do you take an off day and you change when they pitch? I mean, what 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 do you actually do to correct Mike Fires? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to mute my microphone and cough here for a second. <coughs> yeah, that that didn't mute at all. Yeah, I, I can tell from the uh, levels that just showed up. Sorry. Uh, I don't know that there's anything you can do. I mean, you could you could talk about switching Davinsky or Peacock and moving Fires to a to a long relief role. But here's the thing, and I I tweeted this out a, a I don't know a couple weeks ago that I'd rather if Fires is going to give up three home runs, I'd rather it be in the first three innings and give the Astros six innings to work with to try to get those back than have him come in in the seventh and he gives up three home runs yeah a hundred percent that's that's so accurate okay so and this is just off the cuff so i don't know if you'll be able to answer this but how many games has mike fires pitched us out of pitched us out of the game where we had no chance to win how many games has he done that with with this team i don't know that there's been a game where i thought well this is over so but, it's a different- okay but but okay you can say that, but how how many games does he pitch where we weren't in it when he left? It's all been solo home. Yeah, he gave up the, the the Texas game was bad. He gave up the what the five runs. Yeah, I think he gave up four home runs that game. He gave up four home runs, but only one of them was a uh, was not a solo shot. I, I I don't know. He hasn't every. He's given up these home runs, and yeah, they suck. But if you give up three, if you give up three runs, Lance McCullers gives up three runs, and we're not on his shit just because he didn't give up home runs. <laughs> That's very true. That's a very good point. We're not on his shit because he because it was a it looped in or it was a, in the gap. It sucks to see somebody give up home runs. Mike Fires is a fly ball pitcher. He always has been. He always will be. Um. And he's looked good in times. I, I think he has the ability to bounce back from this. But I do think a change is needed in terms of at least pushing him down to the bottom, bottom of the rotation and, and getting another arm in here. I, I don't know. But he's not losing us games. He's just giving up home runs. And that's, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it. And the way the offense is constructed, they can – they can sort of manage that better than they have in in years past. So I don't know. Well, Maybe. I mean, if it maintains, like you're not going to always get solo home runs, but he's been fortunate enough to, yeah, you give up four home runs, but it's four runs, and if we score six, who gives a shit? <laughs> it just feels like whenever fire starts, like the the difficulty of the game gets switched to hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not def- like again. I'm not defending him. He stopped giving up home runs. Mike Fires. We've had enough. That's very very simple. But he is lucky lucky enough to play on a team where it almost is inconsequential because we can play ourselves out of these these holes or 
or compensate for the the runs that are given up. So when you have a an offense like this, you're allowed to have a pitcher that is slightly more susceptible to giving up a home run than you would otherwise. Because if you have a dead offensive team and you have him pitching, then that's a wrap and you're done. But if he gives up three, you know that you can put up five in an inning any time. So I don't know if that plays into what Hinch is thinking. Uh, I don't think fires a shot. Um, and, and again, this is going to come off like I'm some sort of like fire stand. I, I, I am not. I am absolutely not. I just don't like how I see on Twitter and online everybody just jumping on the case and not looking at the big picture of things. Where, well, no, we all are. We all are. But some things are. I, I think the the social media era of watching baseball has is somewhat detrimental to actually being a baseball fan. That's true. Given the fact that everything is do or die, and every play is, oh my god, this is the worst thing we've ever seen. Get rid of him. <laughs> when in the greater scheme of things, a fourth inning solo home run in a two-one game is not that meaningful. It's a good point. Over a, over a 162-game season, it's not that meaningful. So everybody needs to just dial it back. And I hate that. I just hate the live-and-die-on-every-pitch aspect of, of baseball Twitter. I'm not even going to say Astros Twitter, just baseball Twitter. It's baseball Twitter. Because you're watching the game, and it's just you're just watching people tweet all caps of people's names like oh no fires not again you know it's like this is one baseball game out of a series out of a month out of another i mean it's it's really fucking stupid (laughs) so the astros totally lost that gomez fires trade right i said we won (laughs) we won we won i saw i saw that we won we won I saw that little that little conversation rolling around Astros Twitter today. And again, didn't comment, but it's yeah. Fuck that guy, right? <laughs> and I'm I sad know. because I loved him. I, I love his personality, and I guess what I loved about him is backfiring now. Because <laughs> he's like, got it with like, the rival team. Fuck, does he think he is? I could pull up four or five articles of him just pouring his heart out to the media saying how he let everybody here down how he knows he was trash how he knows he didn't do what he needed to do and then he he gets traded or no he got released and then picked up um and goes there and then acts like he's this hero like like no carlos no 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 and then just doing, just talking shit to the the outfield. I'm so mad at him. He's let us down. I expected more out of young Carlos, who's like 30. Yeah. No, he should have been better, but ah, he just, I didn't expect that kind of reaction from him. I think he's always been a guy that if he's on your team, you love him. And if he's not on your team, you absolutely hate him. And, but I don't, I guess he, I guess he only really, 
he only came, he only really came up with the Brewers. I guess he played with the Twins for a minute um, before getting traded to the Brewers. Uh, but I, I think he, I think he is trying to. I think he knows that he's not. I, I think he knows he's not all that great anymore. Like I think he knows, like okay, my best days are behind me. I've got to prove. I've got to show my value somewhere. It's like when you when you think you're about to get fired, and so you're at your job, and you start doing all this extra stuff to like help out to try to make yourself indispensable. Like I sort of think that's what Carlos Gomez is doing. Like he's starting crap with the Astros. He's yelling at injured Colin McHugh. Uh, he's having. Well, no, no, wait, wait. Colin McHugh was yelling at him, which well, is yeah. the, which is the. The, the better part of that story. <laughs> Knowing he's that Colin McHugh just popped up on the steps and was like, dude, calm down. <laughs> like, like, he was just like, fuck you. Like, shut up. Like, we're, like really, man? And then, he's in the, and then he's in the press talking like, I don't know anything about the Astros. You know literally everything about all these dudes. And you know how cool they are. And you know that you're boys. Like, that's why it was so fake and so stupid. Like, you were not ready to throw. Carlos Gomez was not ready to throw. Dallas media ate that crap up, too. Well, Dallas media is also the dumbest ever. Yeah. I've been in some arguments with some Dallas media, and I'm just like, you guys are fucking stupid. <laughs> you guys are really, really stupid. The only guy I like is, is your boy. Levi. He's the only one. He's the only one that gets it. And even though, even though he makes me upset sometimes, because obviously he's a Ranger fan. I love that guy. Yeah. I, I like people that you can... Like, why can't everybody have normal fan bases? <laughs> like, I yeah. understand our flaws as a fan base. I understand the flaws as a team. But what I, I don't get it. I don't know. One yeah, thing I, that, that really riled up the Dallas media... One Fort Worth reporter in particular, Stephen Stevenson, uh, was the wooing at, uh, at Minute Maid Park. And even decided to write a little column... Yeah, I saw that about it. And Ric Flair came out and blasted him for it. Now that the Astros have the backing of Ric Flair, does that change your stance? Yeah, did you see my tweet? I immediately recanted. I, I did. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, the second I saw that, I was like, well, I mean, I, at, at that point with Ric Flair replying, I, I have to, I have to support it because he put that guy in his place, and the Rangers hate it. So I'm still at the. It still annoys me. I still don't like it. But if if when Josh Reddick is up, people want to woo, I, I'm I'm all for it. Rick Flair is behind it. He supports it. He even threw the Astros little hashtag in there, so he understands the importance of it. And then there was like a an exchange with Reddick replying to it, wooing, with Dallas Keuchel retweeting it. So when I saw that exchange. I'm on board. If the guys are on board, I'm on board. It doesn't mean I like it, I, I, but I'm going to support what the team wants. Like, that's just how I roll as a fan. I, I, compared, it to Tal, I compared the wooing to Tal's Hill uh, in a recent post, and essentially I didn't have any strong feelings either way for or against Tal's Hill, but the fact that other fan bases hated it so much made me like it more. That's sort of where I am with the wooing. Yeah, and, and you know what? And, and the wooing itself isn't as bad as, to me, it was the unorig- unoriginality of it. It was the the fact that we're not the first people to do this. This isn't our thing. 
But if it becomes a rallying cry, and we have a guy who clearly loves wrestling, like Redick isn't fake. He may, he got the belt made. He's got the tank tops with the woo. Like he loves this shit. So it's not it's not fake. So I have to I have to embrace it, and I'm not going to be one of those people that that write hashtag woo city. Uh, um, Reddit called it Wooston. How do you feel about that? I don't like it at all. Um, <laughs> that's okay. He can call it that. He can... Whatever it takes to get these guys hyped, I don't care. Get up for it. I just don't like... I mean... It's it's not... It's not Wooston. We, uh, we need to spend... What we need to do is we need to get Reddit to come on the show because I have a lot of questions... And, you know what? That would be the, if we could get Josh on the show. I I don't know during the season if there's any time to even dream of that. But I I will absolutely try. Um, I'd love to get some clarification and to understand what is and what isn't acceptable. And and I would take anything that Josh Reddick said as canon and gospel. <laughs> yes, yes. And I will and I and I'll abide by it. And I w- I give you my honor as an Astros fan that whatever he said, I will go by. <laughs> I wanna know I wanna know about the the wrestling, I wanna know about Careless Whisper. Like he's a complicated dude. He's our he he's the new possum king. He he really is. Like he is he is sort of the it's like Colby Rasmus's spirit was was transferred like there's been a reincarnation that can, has happened can we anoint a new possum king i, I know like, but i mean there's not you can't have one king forever can you have another possum king i'm gonna bring this up on alan michael show on wednesday i think that I, the he's the, he's, he's very possum he's very 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 possum like he doesn't yeah, have an from, army of them but he no. could, but he could. He's from South Georgia, like I, outside of Savannah, I think Reddick. And so it's, I don't know that we can have another possum. I, I don't know that if he if he went by the Possum King, like I feel like it, it would be like a, a Possum King the second that you have well, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to. I mean, there'd have to be some sort of you know ca- caveat. Yeah. But can you have more than one Possum King? Only if it only if it's the second. Only if we refer to him as like PK the second. I'm okay with that. I, okay I feel I feel like he's kind of possum kingish, and uh, he every little thing he does it kind of builds on that. And I'm like, he's very possum kingish. He's a weird. I, I don't know. Weird it's dude. really close, and I, I know he doesn't have his own farm with his own possum army, of course. <laughs> no. But he could. Totally could. Totally good. All right. Well, let's. Hey, to all the listeners out there, please tweet us and let us know is is it acceptable to anoint a uh, an heir to the throne? Can there be a second possum king? Can Josh Reddick become the second possum king and uh, our leader to, uh, to 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 move us forward in this uh, pursuit of a uh, of pennant? You know, every team that every successful team needs to have just a the weirdo, and and I think you know we had it with Rasmus back in fifteen, and and Redick Redick now it uh, it might might be okay. 
Yeah, see, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel okay with it, but I'm not okay with just saying unequivocally that, that that's the case. I need a consensus. I want the people to come in. Because the Possum King, like, that's our thing. We, start, we, we started that. We, yeah. We did this. We did. We, and then, you know, we go on the radio. We made Hiss a thing. Like, this was a big deal for, <laughs> for us as a show and a brand. Like, it was important for us. Like, that was our thing. But he was the Possum King, and people bought into it. Yeah. Can we anoint another one? I, I, I personally would like to. No, with no disrespect to Colby, he, he is the Possum King. But it's not like there wasn't a, uh, you know, how many kings were there that there was a second? A million. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. I was trying to think of a really good one to come up with, and I couldn't on the spot, and it really hurt my history hard. <laughs> I was like, what badass king the second, like, came in? Um, but I, I, I think that that's something that we need to talk about as a fan base. So so tweet both of us. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you think. I, I think that we need to talk about it. It's something that d- definitely needs to be brought up. Um, what what else do we have? I'm trying to think uh, of anything that I can... Like a topic? or Yeah, yeah. Anything uh, about this team. Uh, Correa's back. Everybody can shut up about that. Bregman uh, is hitting better, but still no power. Does that concern you? No. Just like it didn't when he had no power to start up when he came up. And they... uh, uh, This is what I hate about talking about baseball regularly. (laughs) And and, and that it's it's completely hypocritical because we have a show. But it just... It happens. Guys are not going to hit and they're going to be unproductive. And everybody's going to be mad. And then all of a sudden, they're not going to do that. And then somebody else will be in that same boat. It's yeah. just baseball. It's a long season. So it, uh, I just find it hard to criticize on, on the short term, knowing how grueling and long this season is. I just I hate it. I really do. So Bregman will be fine. And I will always err on the side of, yeah, if they've traditionally come through, then they're probably going to come through again. Do you believe in the the World Baseball Classic hangover? Like that that, and I'm I'm speaking of Gregerson in particular. He mentioned in a in a article in the Chronicle, I think it was either this morning or yesterday morning, that he typically struggles in late May and early June. Okay. But because of the World Baseball Classic, he got started, what, like three weeks earlier? Which would put this recent rough patch of Gregerson, uh, that, w- that would typically be late May, early June. Do you believe that, that, you go th- that a pitcher can go through a phase that you can, it's not like the flooding of the Nile, you couldn't, you couldn't set a calendar by it, although Gregerson seems to think that he can, where you're just like, okay, I, I do this every year. It's a rough. It's my arm getting built up, you know, over the course of a of a season. This is why I'm struggling. Or is there is there a reason to be concerned? Ooh, I don't like that at all. Um, I don't think there's a reason to be concerned. 
but I also don't like him saying that like, oh, I I know when my arm's gonna go out. That's kind of that's kind of weird. <laughs> as a as a pro athlete, I mean, it, you can't imagine LeBron saying like, yeah, uh, second round of the playoffs, games two and three, not gonna shoot that well. It's just <laughs> something that I. It just feels weird. It, it my muscles do are February. weird. Like it's it's just it. So I, I think it's very strange that he has an excuse. Um, no, I don't buy into the World Baseball Classic playing into anything. I think if you play a sport, um, you should be up for the game no matter what. Uh, I do buy into the fact that it, it, it could, you know, increase your chance of injuries. It could make you tired earlier, I guess. I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't buy into the fact that it's it's pushed up his date of fatigue to where he plays bad, <laughs> and that's what it is. And that's just like that's oh yep, yeah. Just pushed everything up. I'm this is when I normally am shitty, and I'll be back in a couple of days. Like <laughs> that's so stupid. But I mean, and that being said, baseball. I mean, the the players are they're creatures of habit, and I understand that that like being on schedule and doing everything by routine is it is so important. But come on, like come on. Well, I remember, like there was one. It was a, this was a few years. It was like 2014, I want to say. Uh, sort of the beginning of Dallas Keuchel's emergence as okay, this this guy might actually be pretty good. Where he threw some spring training game and his fastball was sitting like eighty three, eighty four, and he was like, "No, this is normal. My arm does this." And is there a difference when that's your second spring or second or third spring training start, and it just being you have a rough patch in for a, a week or two in late May and early June? I mean, if you put it that way. No. It just feels different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, guys guys know their arms, guys know their bodies. I just think it's a it's just very weird to me. It just seems very circumstantial and very convenient for me. <laughs> but but obviously that things are going to happen. You're going to be like, "Yeah, my my arm does this." Uh I you know, I can't throw as hard in this inning, or some guys throw harder when they uh, th- their arms get warmed up. Well, I'm going to check this out. I mean, there's uh, I'm about to have a little bit more time uh, available, and I'm going to go back and see if this whole like I struggle in late May and early June thing holds up for Gregerson. And if if there is, if you can isolate, like, okay, yeah, like the. I don't know, the 10th or 12th appearance, you know, the 10th through 13th appearance, he typically does give up some runs. And then this is what happens from that point going forward. If that's the case, then I was chalking. I'm like, well, all right, that's, that's weird, but okay. Uh, but if there's not, then I'm going to call him out on his bull crap. Okay, but if it is the case, wouldn't it be prudent of Hinch to be aware of that and to maybe use him less frequently or... I mean, if we're if we're digging into numbers and the trends, into arms in different months like this, shouldn't we utilize that? You would think, and and 
he was talking about like the movement isn't working, and if it's a if it's oh, just you like, mean the pitch isn't working? The movement? You mean the actual pitch? Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's that, that's late May, early June, dude. Whatever. So, well, please uh, dig into this because I Woodward and Bernstein this bullshit because I <laughs> I, I want to know, and it, and if it is the case, that's okay. But I want to know, and I don't want him pitching that. I don't know that that it's sort of like a if you're in a slump, you know, you need to you you get a you get a break, you know, you take a day off here and there, but you got to you have to try to hit your way out of a slump. Like if it's a, a pitcher slump, where he's just getting kind of rediscovering the feel for the ball, then he's got to. It's it's not like. I don't think it's anything where you're like, okay, well, it's June 12th. All right, that, that that rough patch should have passed. You know, the Nile flooded. Now we can plant crops. So I don't think it's like that. But I, it it seems to me like it's just something that you've got to go out there and, and do it. I'd rather them do it when they're up or down by 14 runs and let him figure it out out there. But I don't know that there's anything you can do other than just let him pitch and try to get that movement back. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Unfortunately, Hinch isn't the kind of guy to throw Gregerson out there when we are up seven yeah. to ten runs. That's when you. That's when you throw Tony Sip. Oh, God bless Tony Sip. I, I'm still standing by the 2015 ALDS game four ruined him. It did. It ruined a lot of us. Uh huh. That's why we can't be us. happy right now. It, ru- it ruined a lot of us. Um, so Tony, I feel you, fam. Uh, you got your 18 million. Take your 18 million and invest it wisely. Yeah, no, he has. He's doing well. He's doing good. So I mean, they've just quit throwing him. Like he only threw like two innings last last week. Are you okay with that? I mean, he's more to me. He's more valuable not pitching than he is pitching. I I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not thrilled when I see him in there. So I don't. I don't want to completely hate on Tony Sip, but I'm not. I'm not just waiting for him to come on in. <laughs> but again, there's it's there's not, you know, th- there's not really an answer for what do you do because you know I would say with and to go back to trash ass fires, the I would have said get him out of there and let's let Brady Rogers is like the only starting pitcher that was experiencing any level of success and he had a really good start to his season but he got Tommy John surgery last week so he's out <clears throat> Frankie Tuesday he's starting tonight for Fresno Monday night but you know it's way too early it's, this would be his like fourth or fifth start at Fresno so they they have to just kind of ride it out and if riding it out means you're 21 and 11 then what the hell are we even complaining about we're not we're not complaining We are looking for things to talk about as potential problems. There is nothing to complain about. We are playing as good as we can. I don't... Actually, we're not. Our record is as good as we can be. Um, I don't even think we're playing as good as baseball as we can be. (coughs) I'd agree with that. This lineup still hasn't clicked yet. And And I think it's designed... To, to pick to pick up on where, where others are slacking, which is which is just what it is in, in, in baseball. You're not all going to click at the same time, but when they do, those are guaranteed wins because we're gonna we're gonna put up ten plus runs easily. 
when uh, when seven or more other guys are clicking at the are clicking at the same time, please take a cough drop. No, I'm trying. I'm, I'm working on it. Sorry. I'm just fucking with you. I don't care. I don't care if you cough all day. You can cough all over this, all over this show. <laughs> Laughing helps. Um, the uh, no, I think it's been interesting how you know when Guriel was just lights out for like ten days, and then he's cooled off a little bit, and then here comes Marwin, and he sort of picked up picked up the slack, and then Correa's coming on, and Springer is consistently somewhat inconsistent. Um, Gaddis and McCann. Yeah, they're the same guy. They, I mean, they they got like the stepbrothers and decided to make them battery mates. I don't think that's how that term is used, but they're both catchers. They're both catchers. So it's, no, it's, they both want you to come to the youth group picnic. Yeah, like they want to have a water balloon fight. They want to teach you about the Lord, and they want to rake. That's what, they, what want they want to do. do. Yeah. I mean, there's really, that's all there is to it. It's a, it's a simple request on yeah, their part. Yeah, they don't yeah. want much. Throw a belt high fastball and then repent to the Lord. Yeah, I mean, obviously that pitch was weird for a reason. Please repent all your sins. <laughs> that's a, it's have, a very, very simple request. Just do it or else Christian Dad is not having it. <laughs> we had one question come in uh, from Mark Brewbreaker, Brewbaker, f- friend of the show. Uh, please discuss spirit animals for the current Astros on this week's podcast. I think we uh, will also accept former Astros. I think we sort of I mean, we, there's we've started something here by potentially having a second Possum King. But is there any any anything come to mind? Oh man, I, yeah, I Mark's great, big fan. I'm not a big proponent of the spirit animal thing in general. Is that just a comedy? Is that a comedy thing? Uh, no, it's par- partially comedy. Partially, I know that Native American people aren't thrilled with white people talking about spirit animals. So, so there's uh, some... Not to, uh, not to step all over your, your question, Mark. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. Um... Yeah, just not a not a big fan of the, the whole spirit animal thing. Um, we can talk. Of, trying to think of a way to sidestep around that and address what he's talking about without calling it spirit animals. I don't know how to do that. I don't know. Not a great way to end the show. Well, we don't have to end the show like this. I it's, it's not. I, I it's nothing personal. It's just it's something that I'm not completely comfortable with just going like, yeah, it's a spirit animal. Like, the possum king is not, that's not a spirit animal, that's just being the king of the possums. That's literally <laughs> that's literally like owning and running those animals. That's different <laughs> That's different than uh, Native American stuff. Uh, mm. shit. shit. I'm trying, well, I mean, okay, so McCann's, he's our Christian dad, so he will teach you about the Bible. And uh, about the right and wrong way to do things. I'll also like whether you, you agree with or not. He will teach you what it is. Yeah, and he will also let you pick your switch. Yes. Yeah. He definitely gives you that choice. <laughs> Which is mighty Christian of him. Yeah. No. He 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 lets you he lets you choose. Um, Marwin. 
Well, he's just an angel, right? Yeah, no, he's... I, I said this. I was on a random uh, radio show this week. I took the day off uh, and was on a random radio show in, in Iowa this morning and and, cool. and said that, that Marwin has, has firmly... Like, Marwin has achieved... Chris Burke status, where as far as I'm concerned, Chris Burke can never do anything wrong. They could retire his jersey, and I'd be okay with it. But between breaking up Darvish's no-hitter in the second game of the 2013 season and that grand slam last week against the Rangers, he can be an Astro for life. I 100% agree. And I'd also like to say that it's been so long, but I would like to, I, I would like to say that that Bill Brown's call on that home run is as goosebumps enduring. I don't know what the right word is. Enduring is not the right word. Uh, <laughs> inducing. Inducing. Inducing is the word, is the right word. That call was amazing. Not to mention that home run. That was that was one of the greatest things I've watched. No, Marwin is. I don't even want to say Hank Conger status. Hank Conger is a different kind of... He's a folk hero. Yeah. We love Hank Conger. Um, see, Jose Lima, I don't even want to call him a folk hero because he was a 20-plus game winner. Jose Lima was a... And he's also the the father of this show and the best that ever lived. So Hank Conger's the folk hero that we all love. Marwin Gonzalez is somebody that yeah he's an astro for life i you can't you can't argue that no and i mean of course like guys like bagwell and biggio are going to be in berkman because that's just they they did amazing things for a for a pretty long time marwin i mean he's a rule five pick that's stuck around for six years and this is i think it's the seventh season it is and he's always done stuff Marwin Marwin has contributed since he's been a part of this lineup. He always has. He plays literally every position. <laughs> he does, and and he, his of course he doesn't hit as as well as Altuve, or he wouldn't be a utility guy. But but you put Marwin sort of anywhere, and and he, he it's not going to be a, a dramatic drop off. It's not like you're you're trying to find a place for Jr. Tolls so you can give somebody a day off. Like it's it's. It's a he can contribute anywhere. Yeah, and I, and I've seen him make plays at random positions that the starter may or may not be able to make. He's made great plays literally every place on the diamond. And then now, now that he's hitting like this, I think we all need to pay him some respect. And Marwin, you are an Astro for life, and you are in the. Uh, in the Chris Burke just realm of being an, an Astros hero. <laughs> it's like a, the Hall of Presidents. Like, he's a... He's, he's not, it's not Hall of Very Good. That's no, he's just like, well, he's like one of those moving paintings in Hogwarts. <laughs> where he's just, like, talking to the rest of the players. Like, yeah, I did pretty good there for a minute. Like, he's just one of those, like, haunted paintings in Hogwarts. 